I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. TMS is brought to you daily by the support of our patrons at patreon.com slash TMS, like Tyler Jackson, Tyler Steinhaus, and Vanalis. Coming up on TMS, the Star Wars along the Fury Road. Putting children in their bags. The Wilhelm laugh. (laughs) Candy corn dressed as Robin. Good and plenty as multiple men. Theater is fancy. A.I. colon. Frankenstein barfing in a pumpkin. Don't forget the the. Going in hard on the beef. Freshly canned laughter. Inserting Dunaway. Double up day. Dinky ball in the desert. (laughs) Science, something cool and learny with Bobby and more on this episode of The Morning Stream. Hi, I'm just playing with my daughter's video game, but the battery seems to be dead. Ask them in my car. Why don't you come over and help me put them in? Don't forget scumbag. The morning stream. He's taking a dump in a can. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to TMS. It's the morning stream for Monday, October 2nd, 2023. I'm Scott, and that's Brian. Hi, Brian. Hello. Happy new week to you. New month, even. New week, new oh. week, new month, new new moon on Monday. Whoa, uh, the second. That's right. I forgot. We're in it. We're in it to win it today. We're knee deep in it. Yes. Yeah. I was going to, so I had a plan yesterday. I was going to draw something Halloween-y every day for 31 days, mm-hmm. and um, and I didn't do it yesterday. I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> the very first day you missed day one yeah. well start yeah. on day, i guess i guess i'll just have to wait until november and try it again folks i think what i'll do is i'll uh i mean it's only fun for halloween so that's the only reason i'm doing it so what i think i'll yeah, do is just yeah. draw two today you know there i'll you make go. one Good. for yesterday yeah, then that. i'm caught up i got one for today and then i'll do every one every a halloween doodle every day until the end of the month that's the plan. Nice. Until yeah. Halloween, any and any theme, the Halloween themed, or is it just a Halloween? Just Halloween theme, like you know, yeah. Who knows what uh, Frankenstein uh, barfing in a pumpkin? I don't know. How about how about um, candy uh, dressed up as uh, as superheroes and uh, and somebody putting children in their bags? I like it. That's not bad. You go to a door and somebody puts children in their bags. Who? What superhero is just uh, dressed up? Or no, what what so candy, does... candy corn would be dressed up as Robin? Okay, there you go. That's good. Uh, uh, a uh, just a generic candy bar would be your Batman. Okay. Uh, a uh, 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 what do we got? We got popcorn ball as the Hulk. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Uh, I like that. That's not bad. <laughs> What's another dumb thing we always Screw get? Screw you, Johnson. I'm going to draw this. <laughs> how about the how about a good and plenty? Who does who who gets to be oh, a good and plenty? Good and plenty. Uh, 
good and plenty dressed up as uh, multiple men. Oh, my Lord. Because there'd be a lot of them, right? They're all dressed up as multiple men. Well, they're good and plenty. That's right. They are. Uh, anyway, happy October, everybody. Hope you have a good, yeah. fun, spooky season. We put up a new film sack this weekend for uh, our kickoff of the uh, of the ha- uh, Halloween month. It was fun. Yeah. yeah. Oh, God, that was a blast. Yeah, yeah. I'm telling you right now, I'm pretty sure that the cabin in the woods holds up. <laughs> I like that you do emphasize the, and I do appreciate that because it is not. The movie is not called Cabin in the Woods. It's called The Cabin in the Woods. Yeah, and most like people, when they bring it up. Fighters. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Most people, when they bring it up, they say Cabin in the Woods, and they're wrong. There's a the right, in there. Right, right. And the why do I know that? Because I woods. used to do it wrong, and then this weekend, I kept reminding myself, no, there's a the there, Scott. Sure. Get it in so that you don't get emails going, where's the, where's the the, the emails would say. Exactly. And I'd say, where it's do you mean like, the the, the band? It's, you get, <laughs> get, your, get those names right. It's like, it's the Star Wars. It's the Jaws. Make sure you get these movie names right, people, because, uh, we, we you know, it's important. Yeah. The Mad Max it's, Fury Road. Don't forget yes. the the. There you go. In there. Let's set that, reset that timer. The the the. <laughs> Uh, anyway, hey, we got all kinds of stuff today. Big Monday, so uh, you know what's the word? Tuck in, tuck I guess. in, tuck in, yeah, <coughs> tuck in. Uh, which is, usually is a food reference, right? You're supposed to eat when you tuck in. I don't know. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, tuck when somebody in. yeah. tucks into a plate of beef, that yeah. is them going hard on a on beef, right? Just like, I'm gonna eat all this beef. <laughs> I'm tucking in. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how tuck. It's true though. I don't know how tuck ever got associated with uh, with food. You know, um, uh, Silence of the Lambs did try to change all that uh, with a whole different meaning for tuck. But uh, but as far as food and eating, that's that's one that we can always appreciate is the food connection. That's right. I always remember the food connection. Um, we got an email though, or a text, I should say, from Kelly S in our listening audience. Okay. Hi, and, Kelly uh, S. We we had had some you and I some brief conversation about misheard lyrics recently. Yes. We've done that a few Mondegreens times. Mondegreens is what they're officially called. Oh, I, I, here we Comes are. Comes from a misheard lyric uh, uh, that somebody like the the actual line is laid him on the green, and somebody said, "Oh, I think that lyric is Lady Mondegreen." Mm. And ever since then, a misheard lyric has been called a Mondegreen. How old is that song? Do we know? <laughs> the uh, eons, uh, like a, it's like a. Th- 1300 or 1400 song i don't know it's, it's old it's, an it's old, old. old so song. this is so, okay that's actually kind of cool people have been actually, doing this what is that? Time. i mean it is a late it's an early song but it is uh i'll tell you exactly that song um it's not some beatles b-side the, somewhere the song is the bunny the bunny earl of Murray, uh 17th century okay Nice. So 1600s, yeah. Nice. Look at that. People dying of the plague and singing songs. That's what you did back then. Yep, exactly. Well, here's what Kelly S. had to say on the topic of misunderstood lyrics when I was a kid. I thought the line in In Excesses Need You Tonight was, quote, there's something about to burp that makes me sweat. <laughs> there's something about to burp, burp. that makes me sweat. <laughs> Love it. Now it's, I'm not going to hear anything else. <laughs> I mean, I always heard, I think, what it was supposed to be was there's something about you, girl, that makes yes, me sweat. Correct. Yes, correct. But that is the correct something point. about to burp that makes me sweat is amazing. It's fantastic. And I think, uh, uh, you know, Kelly, yes, it's it's one of the easiest lyrics to uh, to hear in music because there's very little instrumentation in that song other than the uh, the drums and the blank, blank, blank. That's right. Boring, boring, boring. That's it. 
exactly. So, uh, you know, good on you. Uh, I kind of like that uh, that interpretation. It's not of bad the song. Yeah, I'm going to hear it next time I hear it for sure. I haven't heard that song yeah. in probably 15 years. It's been a long time. Oh really? Oh god! Randomly uh, or in on Excess's purpose? Or... Kick album is that is one of my. If I had ten Desert Island discs, Kick in Excess's Kick album would be one of those. There is not a, there is not a crap song on that whole. I album. agree. I do feel like I I would tire of it though because that whole album was so good that every song got tons of play on the radio, and I felt it like, did a lot of lot of singles. Yeah, Need yeah. You Tonight, Devil Inside, New Sensation. Uh, what's the slow one? What's the, uh, and you were there. We could live for a thousand, a thousand years. years. Never, uh, never tear us apart. Oh yeah, never tear us apart. That's it. Uh, Mystify. Mystify. The that title a, track. That album has no bad tracks. There's no bad songs. No bad tracks. I think out of the twelve songs on the album, we've just named like. <laughs> yep. Oh yes, yeah. Yeah, twelve songs on the album. I got that right. Look at I that. bought. That's one of the only tapes I ever bought two of because my uh, car ate the tape. Oh, what I what I think happened is my sister Wendy, who was much younger then and not a therapist and super smart, just kind of a dumb kid then, mm-hmm. um, spilled Sprite on some tapes, and I think that one got some Sprite on it, so it had sugary, <laughs> sticky to it. And I put that in the oh, car. Oh, that sucks. Yeah, and it just yeah. went and just ate it. My car oh, stereo ate it, and I man. spent I don't know an hour digging tape out of my car stereo that I installed myself. Yeah. Remember those days? That's what you did. You oh, put yeah, your own shit totally. in. Totally. You had to basically you pull the tape out and it would have an umbilical cord of actual magnetic tape taking it back into the uh, the machine and you would basically have to figure out which side had some give and pull on that one until it mm-hmm. till it finally came out. And if it if both sides stalled, then you just had to say, "Okay, I'm going to cut this one and hope that it makes the other one come through." Yeah. But that and if it was gone. And even if you did happened. Yeah, yeah. Let's say I've had it a couple times where it ate just a bit of it. You pull it back in. Yeah. There was no way that when you got to the, I don't know, hip to be square on the on the freaking album, sports, Huey Lewis yeah. sports album or whatever. Oh, no, that was a different album. Yeah. Or well, four. Anyway, that was four. That was yeah. four. But when you got to that song, it would always be like, it's hip to be square. Yeah, right. It was never it was never right. And really, there's uh, there's songs like that that I have either a skip on the CD mm. Yes, folks, CDs could skip. Yeah, they could. Um, or a, or Brooklyn the tape that now when I hear the song, I still wait for that imperfection to happen. Oh, because you heard it so much. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I heard it so much as a kid that it's like, oh, yeah, no, that song will always have that right yep. there in that in that middle part. Or it'll automatically skip or replay that that uh, second bit. Yeah, yeah, this is the problem with uh, you were talking about Taxi and the and the the laugh track where this there's certain noises where you oh. hear them every time. <laughs> Yeah. Once yeah. you hear them, you're yeah. just screwed. You're just screwed forever. You know. Yeah, and here I'm, I've been thinking so much about that damn taxi thing because, um, in watching it, there are times that it does not feel like it's got a laugh track, right? Because you've got like this sporadic laughter where it doesn't seem like somebody would put laughter in, just like <laughs> yeah, just like one person just kind of laughing at at. Reverend Jim walking into the uh, hello everybody you know, walking into the Sunshine Cab Company sure. and one guy <laughs> <laughs> which yeah. is like if you're a, if you're you know doing the laugh track thing I wouldn't think that you would uh, would put that in there I but wouldn't think so knows. but I think they it's such a mix right because then you'll see I think scenes. it might be a mix that, that's the thing because I think there's a, there's live studio audience on the main set of the taxi cab place just like Maybe? there is, just like there was, as far as I know, just like there was in they Cheers never... at the bar and you had it in Seinfeld at the house or the apartment. 
but then yeah. they'd leave. And anytime they'd go anywhere, like the let's say last night I'm watching the one where Kramer, uh, they're doing him and Mickey, the little little person, are hired to do gigs where mm. in the hospital they have to pretend like they have the disease, and then the <laughs> the, the, the interns have to try to figure out what disease it is, so gonorrhea and all that. Right. Yeah. Um, and you can tell <laughs> that when they're in cars or doing other stuff, they're not yeah. in a place where an audience is yet. The the laughter okay. is still piped in. And I can tell a difference between that and when they're home. There's just something they may still fill stuff in with, with fake laughter, not fake laughter, but canned laughter. But you can hear, you can also hear stuff that would only happen if Kramer walked in in season five and everybody lost their minds, or yeah, you know what yeah. I mean. So I don't know. I, I it's such a weird. I, it's not a science, but it's such a weird thing when we were doing laugh tracks predominantly in our sitcoms, and I assume the ones that still have it today are still like that. I don't I know. Assume. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It, it's uh, also funny that um, I, I know other other sitcoms did it, but the only one that can come to mind that actually starts with this show is filmed in front of a live studio audience. So cheers is the only one I can think of. I know there were other ones that did that, but it was it. Is it like a disclaimer or a selling point? Like, mm, hey, mm. hey, we're we're sugar free, you know, kind of thing. We're laugh track free here at uh, Cheers. Or is it like a, um, you know, hey, uh, if you hear anything weird, it's because we filmed this in front of a live studio audience. Yeah, and they even did. They even. Oh yeah, named... Laverne and Shirley said that too at the beginning. Oh yeah, yeah, they did too. They even named this like "Welcome Back" the Jimmy Kimmel project that happened in 2019 to bring back old stuff. Like yeah. the Jeffersons oh, yeah, cast right. and all With that. The they even Norman call Lear, that. All the Norman Lear stuff. Yeah. yeah, they even call that live in front of a studio audience. So clearly the, even the right. terminology has some cachet, but why was it ever like, like were you at home? Let's say you were at home and you were a kid and you heard Matt, you heard uh, Carlos at the beginning say, mm-hmm. uh, cheers, this film before a live studio audience. Did you go, oh. Yeah. Like it's like, oh, oh I'm going to, whatever this show good or bad i like it because it was filmed in front of a live studio yeah, audience it's really odd to me now that you say it i never really thought of it that way but why did we care it's weird yeah uh well anyway oh, did i love lucy say that yeah. too i don't remember that they might have I love lucy i don't remember saying that um no. definitely see. had live people there i remember seeing some behind the scenes shit well in fact didn't i think that mo- that ricky and lucy movie showed audiences and stuff yeah yeah, I mean, it was filmed in front of a live studio studio audience, but I don't remember them actually saying filmed in front of a live studio Matthew audience. Sargent says it well. He says, May, uh, it makes it sound like theater, and theater is fancy. So I guess so, yeah. Did yep. you imagine uh, hockey? Yeah, she was filmed in front of a live studio audience. <laughs> oh, man. They were all so mad about that. Everybody there that made that show was so mad about yeah. the soundtrack having or the laugh track having to be in there. But they couldn't. What are they going to do? Like have a bunch of people on on bleachers sitting on the California heat yeah, so watching stupid. this thing? There's no audio. Like you're not going to be able to record an audience. Uh, no, up there. No wonder they were annoyed because it's as fake as you can get. And then and then all right, everybody, no laughing because we're in the operating room. No laughing in yeah, here. Yeah, no now, laughing in here. Funny. Yeah. You can hear something funny, but no laughing. Yeah, this is serious. <laughs> While we're in here, serious business takes place. Some strange <laughs> right. choices made in that show, for sure. Yeah, they really were. Yeah. But somehow, despite it all, still one of the best shows ever made. So there's that. For sure. For sure. Uh, we got a quick review of The Creator. The Creator. Yeah. 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 Tell me. Dude, I am so happy to uh, have a science fiction thing 
I mean, it's not out of nowhere. Obviously, you've been hearing about this movie for a couple months, or I have anyway, for previews and stuff. But sure. um, uh, not a reboot, not a sequel, not a franchise film, just this like really solid, borderline hard sci-fi um, kind of thing. And uh, I saw an article. I didn't read it, but I just saw the headline, the, the engagement farming of the Huffing- Huffington Post, the HuffPo, mm. saying... Uh, the creator is the AI film we don't need right now. And it's <laughs> F off. It's it's a different I mean, all right, it's AI, it's artificial intelligence, but it's like a it's not the chat GPT uh uh you know, it's 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 a it's a different thing. It's the same thing, but it's a different thing. It's yeah. AI in the same way that that Haley Joel Osment the the AI movie uh, is AI. Yeah, or or, got, or freaking uh, data getting his emotion chip, or a billion stories, iRobot, exactly, for, for that exactly. matter. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. We don't need this AI film right now. Shut <laughs> up, dude. HuffPo. Exactly. Yeah, I'm sure two-thirds of the Huffington Post writes their articles using AI. But um, it's... it's uh, So it's directed by Gareth Edwards. Really... Um, God, it is Love so him. freaking good. It is. It, this is a movie. See it in theaters if you can. See it in a good theater. Don't see it in AMC theater unless mm. you can be like Nicole Kidman and have the whole theater to yourself mm. and experience the joy and the heartbreak, which even feels good in a place like this. Um, it's <laughs> <laughs> you just have to know. You have to know that reference. Yeah. Um, it's uh, the kind. The 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 uh, story is basically it's it's um, humans versus AI. A- AI kind of. Uh, did a thing where they took over and exploded a nuclear bomb asterisk uh, in Los Angeles and um, America and, and most of the world has outlawed AI. However, China is is still okay with AI and actually is harboring all of these um, robots and cyborgs and things like that over there. Mm. And there's kind of a war going on between um, the U.S. Uh, and and uh, or or yeah, the U.S. and and China over this AI, mm-hmm. um, and they're kind of all going after this creator named Nermada, and um, uh, trying to find who this 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 creator is that uh, apparently is in charge of all the AI the the AI leader. That's true. Chivas Travis, not China, New Asia. But mm. uh, oh, New Asia. Okay, we're Asia. we're far flung then, future wise. Where are we? Do we know? We're no. It's like twenty forty something. Okay, um, twenty fifty five. Yeah, is the is the is the year. So not super far flung, but but. Ten, uh, you know, we'll still be hopefully alive in 2055, and we can say, "Hey, this is when that movie, The Creator, was uh, supposed to take place." <laughs> um, you always hope, right? I, I want to be yeah. there for. Uh, I'd like uh, to, yeah, hopefully. Blade Runner 2049. I want to be able to say, "Hey, this is that year. This is that year." And this, and that's a, probably a good comparison. It feels like the 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 sci fi level of Blade Runner 2049. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, that the look, the feel, obviously because of the the nuclear attack, there's a lot of um, post-apocalypse feeling. But it's New Asia, and so there's this incredible like uh, Thai and and uh, uh, Chinese kind of um, uh, fusion look to everything. Mm. Fusion with with kind of future technology. The technology, like the the robot design, the spaceship design. The um, there is a giant machine kind of a tank in this thing the design of these things is so freaking incredible 
Um, I love the head with the really with like the big hole through it. Yes, almost yeah. like a projector, like a <laughs> like a, a, a home projector uh, on a on a body. Yeah. The um, and the best thing about this film is uh, is this little girl. Holy shit, that was Sturgill Simpson. I didn't realize Sturgill Simpson was in this. Allison Janney's in this. Uh, Gemma Chan, Ken Ken Watanabe is fantastic. But I'm really curious as to who the, who plays. Um, Sturgill Simpson, that's great. Sturgill Simpson, here we go. Love that. Madeline Yuna. Um, this is the uh, you see this this kind of is one of the main characters in the film. It's this uh, little girl that um, uh, that the main character is is trying to protect or or capture or hold on to. Again, I want to be very vague so I don't uh, sure uh, give anything away. But she is freaking incredible and um i'm hoping the academy doesn't overlook a uh, uh sci-fi film like this when they're looking at um best actress or best supporting actress for something like this because she is in- absolutely incredible that's great i want to see it yeah. i like gareth edwards a lot i really liked uh uh rogue one i really liked his godzilla movie yeah. i think that yeah. dude makes cool movies and uh he seemed really excited the big one of the big things around it was um the whole thing was filmed on a three thousand dollars Sony camera. That oh uh, really? This, yeah, this was yeah. really so it's a nice camera. Oh, wow. I mean, three grand is no sure. small well, yeah, of money, but, but for uh, a big big feature thing like this, it's kind of crazy. Apparently, he loves this thing so much he's just about humping it everywhere he goes. He loves that camera. <laughs> so I don't know if there are multiples of it, probably, but he was just raving about. Wow. And I don't remember the model, or I'd tell people, but there was some whole thing about it about this camera that just was amazing and you couldn't believe how good it was and it was smaller and uh i can't remember what it is yeah graham it wasn't just a it wasn't just a dlsr it's it's an actual it's a camera meant for filmmaking and it's digital but i cannot remember the name of the damn thing anyway that was just a whole thing every interview he's um, he's talking about that camera for some reason uh the uh, cinematographer is uh, greg frazier who does the cinema or did the cinematography? I believe for Dune. Definitely is doing it for Dune too. Is he? Did he do it for Dune? Oh, I don't know. Part one, uh, the Batman Dune. Yes, there he is, right there. So Makes he um, cinematography, Australian cinematography, um, cinematographer who did uh, Rogue One and uh, Dune. So he's always worked with uh, or frequently works with Greg Frazier. Ooh, he's Australian. Did he? Did he do Fury Road for by, by any chance? Well, let's just let's just name all let's let's just get all those mentions out of the way now. No, yeah. he did not. Ah, shit. Uh, That's okay because that movie's amazing, and I'm sure it looks as good as anything he would have done. So there you go. Yeah, exactly. He did a few episodes of The Mandalorian cinematography. He won Best Cinematographer for uh, Dune. I was also nominated for Lion. Mm. Um. Yeah. So. Uh, I want to see it. This is. It's it's fantastic. If you can, and this is me just saying, go go to it. If you've got an Alamo Draft House near you, you're very lucky. Take advantage of it. Go see it there, um, uh, or see it see it during a showing where you can, uh, you know, maybe be away from people. <laughs> if you do see it like at an AMC or a Regal or something like that, is it a is it an IMAX deal or no? Oh, you know, I don't know. We saw it on what what they call it. Uh, um, we saw. It 30 millimeter 70 millimeter i can't remember what the big show is is uh at alamo draft house the big show um what the size is because that's a that's bigger than a usual screen 
right? It is. It, it is. Not uh, it's IMAX. not as big as IMAX, but it's but it's massive. Um, mm. It is. Yes. Yes. Allow. Allow. <laughs> allow. Yes, me. you can. You can allow. Allow the allow cookies. Allow knowing my location. Give me some cookies. Exactly. Allow Eat, it. Here's some cookies. Uh, <laughs> let's see. At least sixty-six feet wide. Um, it doesn't say what. Uh, yeah, it doesn't say what um, the 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 film size is, but. Um, well, for those who are on pins and needles about what camera I meant, uh, TV's Travis found it. It's a Sony FX3 is the name of the camera. Ah, cool. And it sounds like something almost anybody can afford, but uh, Gareth Edwards, I think he might marry that camera the way he was talking about <laughs> Listen, if this is what he can churn out if he marries this camera, I will come to that wedding and I'll even uh, look at where they're registered and get them a nice uh, a nice gift. Nice. Because, yeah, this thing, it's, it was, it's a gorgeous, gorgeous film. I've heard comparisons uh, so. to not not content wise, mm-hmm. but comparisons to uh, District Nine in that it was like yeah. this revelatory, like wow, someone's got fresh ideas about a sci-fi film about and, about exactly and about this kind of artificial intelligence for sure. Very uh, very easily comparable to that sort of thing, and even um, um, God, what's another movie? I mean. Artificial AI, AI colon artificial intelligence. Isn't that what the movie's called? Like that's they give you the initials and then the. Uh, oh, I don't know. Maybe what was what was the Spielberg? Was it just called AI or was it called AI artificial intelligence? And they like made ET, the, a, the extraterrestrial. They made the A and the I real big because they made the I was the silhouette of the it was kid. the was Haley Joel Osment. Yeah, yeah. it's so just they, called AI. Okay, okay. But uh, anyway, very like if you enjoyed kind of the representation of how. Um robots would function in a society and kind of be part of it as they're as they're just kind of accepting it this one is this one's beyond that where where these full-size robots are parts of the the military and parts of the police force and members of the family and that sort of thing yeah um i'm excited it's good go see the creator and go see it on the biggest screen you can seems like a no-brainer i am definitely gonna see it uh probably this week i think if we can just carve it some time uh, what else? Oh, we have dates for TMS oh. Vegas next year, guys. We do. Yeah. Yes, I have the contract in hand. Whoa. Yeah, that's not it. That's, that's not an envelope. It. But um, because <laughs> it's a PDF. Sorry, so it's not really. Wait, technically I think I hand. have it. Oh, oh wait, that's a different. Oh, there contract. it is, right there. Yeah. Oh, that's, oh, that looked important. Oh, that kind of was actually. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. Uh, anyway, uh, so if you need to start requesting time off for TMS Vegas for next year for April 2023, 24, because 23 is the year we're in now, April yep. 2024, yep. Um, start start making plans uh, April 29th, 30th, and May 1st. That's the Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. So far, that's the plan for the official events. Mm. Um Scott and I are, are needing to talk to see if we if we have enough things for a fourth day, mm-hmm. but we'll talk offline about that. Mm-hmm. It also, also depends on if there's involvement of other other properties. There's stuff happening. There's things happening, stuff happening. People, things happening, yeah. things happening. It's exciting. But at the very least, plan on those three days being in Vegas. Fly out the day before. Fly out the day after, or a couple days after, if you like, so you can spend some time sitting in that big stinky ball in the desert with uh, uh, twenty thousand of your of your stinkiest friends, um, 
<laughs> I want to see whatever that freaking Aronofsky, Aronofsky thing is. Thing? Yeah. yeah, I do too. Because I didn't know. I saw a preview video thing. I sent it to you. There's some science fiction mm-hmm. shit going on. He doesn't. Yeah. Do that. No, it's it's gorgeous. Like the 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 film in there, and like what they can do in that curved screen yeah. and stuff. Oh. Yeah, oh. I want to see it. Screw yeah. you too. I want to see a science fiction badass movie in there. Is what I want. Uh, anyway, exactly. So anyway, April so 20- April 29th, yeah. April 30th, and May 1st are the official three days, um, and we'll see if there's a, a need for a fourth day. And if there is, we'll extend it on the um, on the back end, so it'll be. Uh, May 2nd will be added on there, the Thursday, Monday, yeah. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Uh, we'll, we'll bring uh, Justin Timberlake there on May 1st to sing It's Gotta Be May. Uh, <laughs> That's good. I was thinking Jonathan Colton. Uh, he's probably a little too rich for our blood these days, but... Uh, sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He's, he's too busy cruising, and then I don't know what, making albums, I guess, when he's not yeah, cruising? I, I don't know. I don't know if he's made an album. He's still doing that... Um, is he still doing the music for that, that NPR... Oh, um, uh, no, pod- wait, wait, don't tell me, but it's a different, a different show. I don't know if he's yeah. still got that gig. He might, he doesn't do, I don't think that podcast with him, Hodgman and the, the judge John Hodgman thing that he would occasionally come on and do music for. I don't think that's on anymore. I think that went away. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure. Oh, and I the NPR know. show's gone, says Red Fraggle. Not Radio Lab. Radio Lab didn't have him on there. Yeah. I don't think he's doing any of that stuff anymore. If he's like me, the older you get. The less shit you want to do. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. You know, I don't know. Let him have, let him enjoy no, his I mean, uh, time. If you don't need to, why, why create all that extra stress for yourself? Yeah, what are you, you know? doing? Why? You're past yeah. your, your moment there anyway. Uh, let's yeah, get to, exactly. let's get to Babel Royale. Today's the half-assed edition. Yeah. And, um, you know, I just we realized. Brian that, for that. Yeah. I just realized I got to click that and make that happen or else he ain't coming. Right, yeah, you, you, there's something physically you have to do. Yeah, he can't insert himself into the conversation. I have no. to insert him into it. And now we're you doing it. Insert him. Eh, 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 eh. That music signifies that uh, Brian Dunaway has walked into the building and is now here. Hi, Brian Dunaway. No, oh, I, Scott and Brian, and thank you for inserting me. I appreciate it. <laughs> no problem. You went in easy. Uh, I don't know what the deal yeah. is there. Oh, but, uh, I, yeah. I, well, I've been, I'm, I'm, um, I'll lose up there. I said it. I didn't want to say it. I was trying to figure out a way to say it, and I was like, you know what? You just went I'm for it. For no, it. it's fine. Just, just go for the just words. Do it exactly. Yeah. Just, just. It's do Monday. It. Let it hang out. Anyway, you're here. We're going to do this thing. Um, That's what I'm trying to do. Let Brian, it hang out. Oh, go ahead. Brian Evans is going to explain uh, this contest, oh, yeah. who our potential winners are, all that stuff. Brian, take. I'll it away. do that while Scott logs into the game. Oh uh, shit! Welcome to the morning half asses. A trivia game where I'm actually going to be giving you the answers. I'll give Scott and Brian a category and six possible answers, three of which are correct and three that are, just like Scott's ability to get into the half-asses game, woefully inadequate. (laughs) Depending on how confident they feel with the category, they can provide one, two, or three guesses. But if they get any wrong, they get zero points for that round. One right gets you a point. Two right gets you three points. And three right gets you five points. And if you get all, uh, I'm sorry, if you get uh, the most points after three rounds, you win the prize for your contestant. Uh, contestants are pulled for members of the Tadpool that aren't able to be here live. Scott, you're going to be playing for Josh Helton in Lafayette, Indiana. Nice. And Brian, you're playing for Nick Derrico in Worcester, Mass. Worcester. Oh, it's or, better, Mass. Mm. Or Worcester. Did you if say you want to pronounce oh. it worse. What was his name again? Rick, what? Nick Dierico. Why is it so? Rick, what? 
that was I thought it was Rick. Yeah, Nick Dierico. Why does that Nick sound Dierico. so familiar? Uh, you know what? He sounds like a wrestler. That's what it is. He so, oh, he sounds like the drummer for a heavy metal band. Oh, Rick Dierico. <laughs> yeah, Nick Dierico. <laughs> who's on drumming, drums? Who's drumming for Metallica this week? Exactly. Oh, it's Nick Dierico. Wow. All right, right, let's give your questions, and uh, we're starting off with a listener contribution. This is uh, one that was sent in by Jeffrey Hart, uh, who gives us this. That sounds like a wrestler, too. Yeah, it does. Kind of does. Jeffrey Hart. (laughs) Uh, The show Gunsmoke ran from 1955 to 1975. Which of these actors or actresses were a guest star on the show and then later starred on MASH? So which of these were MASH? Uh, actors, actresses who uh, first got their uh, appearance or made an appearance, cameo appearance on uh, Gunsmoke. So it's not necessarily are. their start in their career. It's just they not happen necessarily, to be there. No, okay. exactly. They could have done a lot of things before this. Uh, your choices are Loretta Swit, Jamie Farr, Harry Morgan, Mike Farrell, William Christopher, and Wayne Rogers. Okay. It's crazy. We talked about MASH this Wayne week. I know. I didn't, think, I didn't even think about that. But so yeah. three of these, eh? I'm going to go for mm-hmm. it. I'm going right. for it. Oh, go for it. Boy. Yep. Uh, all right, you both locked in. Uh, Harry Morgan, good choice for both of you because, yeah, he, uh, I mean, the dude was all over television prior to oh, MASH. Yeah. Uh, so he absolutely Everywhere. did make an appearance on Gunsmoke. Wayne Rogers, uh, good job, Scott. Uh, Trapper oh. John was also uh, an actor who appeared That's on Gunsmoke. That's what she said. Uh-huh. Very good. Very yeah. good. However, Jamie Farr and Mike Farrell. I just realized oh. that that uh, Farr, like you can spell Farr in Farrell as well. Look at that. Oh, oh weird. Wow. That's weird, Whoa. dude. You just uh, blew my both, mind. Both wrong, by the way. Uh, Loretta no. Swit is the third person Damn who it. appeared on Dead well, Makes sense. Yeah. Oh, I even knew that. I could see her in. Oh, geez. You could, and it of was course. kind of even in the question. Why would we put Loretta Swit as the only female in this thing and say which actors yeah. and actresses were guest star on the show? Ah, shit. At a later start on Mash, but uh, good thing you went for it, Scott. Yeah, good thing I went for it. Anyway, that's all right. You guys are both zero points. Coming into question number two, let's go to uh, newer television, shall we? Uh, no, we're not. We're going with music. Australian bands. <laughs> I guess we're ending. We're ending with television. My my oh, cards no. were in a different order here. Uh, Australian bands. Which of these bands are Australian? Kajagugu, The Hives, Tame Impala, Split Ends, Savage Garden, and Midnight Oil. Okay, no one for sure. Ah. Uh... I feel like I know one, and then I'm like, you're going to say, you're so stupid. Uh, (laughs) I need to think about this. Brian, have you already locked in? Yeah, I'm... Have I locked in? Yeah. You haven't locked in. No, neither of you I'm locking in in now. I'm locking in in now. Does that that make you feel better if I lock in? I'm going to... I I have a kind of a guess. I'm doing two. If I do three, I'll lose. So two. Okay. All right. So uh, you guys both went with Midnight Oil. Yep. Absolutely. Midnight Oil for sure. Uh, Blue Sky Mine and uh, uh, Beds Are Burning. and love Beds that. Are Burning. I watched that video recently and I was like, blah, holy blah, blah. crap. Yep. When was the last time you watched that video? It's a long time. It's, it's been a minute. Been a while. It's very it's been political. A while. Hey, Savage Garden, also Australian. Yep. Good uh-huh. job. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's high score, though, because you both picked Midnight Oil and Savage Garden. Oh, oh look at that. Split Ends is uh, from New Zealand. Very I, good. I wasn't positive about Team Impala, but God, I love Team Impala. That's yeah, Team Impala from, uh, from Australia as well. Split Ends from New Zealand, although sometimes people say, well, you know, New Zealand is so close to Australia. No, 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 no. And neither is Crowded House. Uh, Kajagugu is from the UK, and the Hives are from Sweden. Does, uh, Sweden. I thought Kajagugu was a big old fat lie of 
didn't exist. Is what it's I a thought. Hush, hush. Uh, <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Hush, I won't hush, say it anymore. Away. <laughs> You're too shy, shy. Uh, anyway, all right. Let's but get is, to our last. Are they one hit wonder? Uh, you or could argue best? it. Or, I think you. Yeah. Could, I think. I think yes, because um, the only other hit was a solo hit for Lamal, the theme song to the Neverending Story. Mm. Okay, but I can't think of a, another Kaja Gugu song that that ever graced the the top 40 uh, billboard top. And I'm going to forgive myself for not knowing a one hit wonder. Go ahead. <laughs> you can forgive yourself. Although I'm glad you didn't choose them because you know, they're not Australian. Wrong. Mm. Now let's get to some newer television. You let's guys have it. a chance on this one. Actors who played the U S vice president on television. Which of these actors oh, played shoot. the U S vice president on television? Your choices are Kevin Spacey, Tim on Daly, television. Gary mm-hmm. Cole, James Cromwell, Glenn Close, and Julia Louis Dreyfus. Okay. Gary uh, Cole? Yeah. All right. I know the Gary reference Cole. there, but I think it would be incorrect. I've never seen this one show, but I thought that's who he was playing, but I'm locking no. with two because the rest of these two of these are ah, movies. I'm I'm hundred percent sure they're movies. That's what I'm thinking too. But it's on movies would go to TV. Yeah. I don't know. I'm locking in too. For television we'll shows, not not movies that happen to be also streaming on your right. television. <laughs> right. 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 All right, point. you guys locked in. Uh, you get, neither of you were fooled by the Kevin Spacey thing. Yeah, on House of Cards, um, he's uh, he's absolutely <laughs> started as vice president. So did Julie Wee Dreyfus. She did end up being Veep on oh, Veep. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Oh, I totally forgot about John Veep. Scott and Glenn Close did not play so, vice president so on television. <laughs> Only on movies. Only on movies. Gary Cole is the third one uh, for The West Wing, which I'm kind of amazed that uh, Scott didn't say. Yeah, I thought Gary Cole. I thought Gary Cole was a trick because I didn't think he got that high up. I thought he was. I guess that was toward the end that Gary Cole was VP. (laughs) But I don't. I remember him being more like advisory and I don't know. I'll be honest with you. When I saw Gary Cole, I read Gary Coleman and I thought it was a (laughs) throwaway. Uh, he was. I watched different strokes. He was never yeah, vice president. That would have made a whole different, uh, both a whole different Brady Bunch movie and a whole different Office Space. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I yeah. can I name. Need so you I come can come in for uh, work on Saturday. What you talking about, yeah, Michael what, Bolton? What you talking about? I would actually. So I can actually guess some of these. Glenn Close was from Air Force One, vice president, right? Yeah, right, right. James yeah. Cromwell, Correct. vice president in Clear and Present Danger, or maybe he was the president. Crap. That one I don't know. Or just never president at all. I also don't have these on my list, so you might be getting these right. You might be getting them wrong. I have no Tim idea. Tim, Tim Daly, I have zero idea on that. I don't know where he did Wait, that. wait, 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 wait. So you're telling me you're not an expert nope. on the topic of each of these questions? Nope. Brian, Brian doesn't know every single one of these. No, no. of course not. No. no, I didn't write them. Are you kidding me? Yeah. What are you, nuts? Yeah, what, what do you, you think? Uh, you think uh, uh, who's a good host example? None of these hosts know shit. You think, you think Bob Barker no, no, knows no. the actual retail price <laughs> of, of a mana radar no. range? <laughs> no, but you've never seen the smugness on the Jeopardy? I mean, oh, I mean, Alex, Alex Trebek. Trebek. Alex Trebek is a rare, yeah. I mean, and 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 following, you know, in his footsteps, Mayim Bialik and Ken Jennings. They know, they know the answers. They know enough of them, and if they don't know them, they really look like they do. Like, so wait, wait, wait. Are you say? Are you telling me? I'm telling you, Richard Dawson did not know how many people said loaf of bread for something they always buy at the grocery (laughs) store. Wait, I kept thinking this was highbrow art quizzes. You're telling me that we're (laughs) 
Richard Dawson level? Yeah, oh yeah. You got to yeah, kiss us, yeah. or we got to kiss you. Yeah, I guess. exactly, exactly. Uh, listen, until I get my long, uh, long microphone, weirdly long I'm microphone. Have to, oh, those I'm were. Like, those are. Think my life right th- now. Those I'm, microphones I'm, are a lost art, man. We got to bring those back. Yeah, they really those are, are cool. Yeah. Pro- podcasting, I mean, our next level is what was bringing the, what back was those the, mics. What was the point in the 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 length and the skinniness of it? Was it because they didn't want to get any closer to people than that? Is that what was? I think the, it's. I think it's just so wand? that they wouldn't have their hands in front of their mouths when they're when they're doing their show. They could kind of keep their hand at like. Stomach level, and you know, bend so, over to talk so to the starlet a, in so match game phallic, location number four. Yeah, yeah, uh, I got you. Yeah, so I not think, a phallic symbol at all. Well, okay. I don't, I don't think so. I think that I think okay. Brian's one hundred percent right, and uh, yeah. lavaliers just got better, so now we don't need. They them. did. Yeah. So Icor says the host of Match Game invented the long mic. You're saying that? Uh, <laughs> wait, wait, wait. You're saying that uh, Gary? Uh, <laughs> no shit. What's his name? I had it in my head, and then it just completely farted out. Uh, hold on, Match um, Game with who's the host? Game I'll look it the, up. Uh, it's uh, Mark. Nope. Oh, nope. Hold no. on. Gene um, Rayburn. Gene, Gene Rayburn. Rayburn. You're saying that Gene Rayburn invented I- the skinny mic? Yeah, I mean, because saying? really, it's just the wand part doesn't have any electronics in it, right? It's just sure it's the wires go stiff. up and the the, long, the wires go up in there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so by that by that measure, it does have electronics in that the wires go up. Yeah, the wires go. <laughs> would up you in say it. that? Are, would staff. you call wires electronics? Sure you would. Know. Sure you would. Pretty electrons go through them. Look. I can buy. I could buy yeah. them at Radio Shack. Yeah. Are they not electronics? They're electronics. I can buy a lot of things at electro. I can buy a lot of things at Radio Shack that weren't electronics. Like, Are you telling me that stick of gum I bought from Radio Shack was electronics? <laughs> Those don't count. Those are like, let me get some more money out of you before you leave items. Those don't count. Like you can do that anywhere. Okay. Everywhere's got that kind of rack. But if you wires are absolutely electronics. If they carry electrons in them. Well, then that means yeah. we're electronics, and that, though. And, Hold on. and you think, well, and you think yeah. that, and that's why you think they call them electronics. Okay, not everything sold at Circuit City is a circuit. Okay, <laughs> fine, I'll concede. They're an, ele- they're an electronics component. How's that? There you go, a component <laughs> of electronics. There you go. Yes. Yes. Brian solved the problem. Done away, you lose both ways. Yes. You lost here and you lost there. Are you, but are you sure that the wire actually goes through the wand? Uh, yeah, I'm going well, to say yes. To, definitely, definitely sure because the. Um, uh, they'd otherwise they'd stick out the top, and he'd just be like, <laughs> it would be like he's doing a uh, Olympic ribbon dance with yeah. that thing. Um, confirmed, by the way. Right. Uh, uh, he did uh, invent the long thin microphone he carried on the show, Gene Rayburn. Oh. Um, he also uh, became known for the. Did, did he have verbal a germ- Was he a germaphobe? Okay, right. No, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, he became known for the occasional verbal blunder. Interviewing a contestant and meaning to compliment her dimples, he looked at her face and said, you have the most beautiful nipples I have ever seen. Wow. Oh, I remember oh. that. That was a thing. Yeah. That was a thing for a while. That guy's a weirdo. Uh, real quick, uh, electronics, scientific and engineering discipline that studies and applies the principles of physics to design, create, and operate devices that manipulate electrons and other electrically charged particles. Wiring is in this list. Take okay. that, Dunaway! All right, Dunaway. So are, you are, you, are you are you electronics? I yes, because no yes, because no we carry stuff. No you. No you. We do, what? Hold on, I can't find the. <laughs> I can't find this thing to hang up on him. What you? Okay. 
Damn. <laughs> who uh, who was our big winner there? Did we say their name? Oh again? Uh, yeah. So uh, Nick Dierico, you're getting uh, Lust from Beyond M edition, oh and Josh God. Helton or Hilton, you are getting the big prize Remnants of Nazith and Stygian Reign of the Old Ones. Yeah, uh, both on Steam. All a very serious affair. All of these, except for Lust from Beyond, which I, we played as a joke on Core. It's yeah. a shooter puzzle game. It's a first-person yeah. shooter with a bunch of puzzle elements where you're kind of stuck in hell, and occasionally people are de- demons are like doing it. So oh, just okay. just know that going in, people are doing oh, it. Oh, that sounds horrible. Yeah, I certainly won't play that. And the M edition, <laughs> I think, means more mature, even. So I'm sure it is. I'm sure it's the yes, exactly. So you uh, just so you know, you see uh, softcore pornography with your demons. Yeah, that's basically it. All right. Uh, well, that was great. Enjoyed that. Let's do a well, quick fun. news story, and uh, we'll uh, call that good. Here's this. I don't watch the news. This single piece of news is brought to you by the Frog Pants Discord community, or Disord community, at frogpants.com slash discord. Everyone is welcome. Yeah, nobody need not come there. You all yes. can come there. You all, all right? need come. You all need what? come. Wait, what? <laughs> Never say that again. <laughs> uh yeah come in there we like that place a lot and there's lots of talk and discussion and you know these things like our electronics include wire or whatever that'll end up being something people talk about all day today because that's For what sure. they do in oh there. yes exactly yes argue over the argue over the the inclusion of wiring in electronics please yeah go in there and get that done we'd love to have you uh quick story here this is a story about this is a story about some sheep <laughs> A herd of sheep. Oh, I like that you went there instead of uh, Will of, of Will Smith and DJ Jazzy Jeff. Oh, Thanks here is done. the story. All of yeah, yeah. I could have done that. Yeah. Uh, a herd of sheep eats one hundred kilograms of cannabis in Greece. Oh no! Yeah, this happened in Greece. So Grecians, is that what they're called? I don't know. Yeah, yeah, Probably. they are called Grecians. Are they? Okay, and they have a formula. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> uh, a herd of sheep grazing in the semi semi flooded plain of Thessaly. Or is it Thess- yeah, Thessaly? Thessaly? I would say Thessaly. Thessaly. Yeah. Greece invaded Thessaly. a greenhouse that was cultivating medicinal cannabis and ate around 100 kilograms, reports say. I'm not doing the math, so whatever that is in U.S., uh, you know, pounds per yeah. foot or yeah. whatever. No, it's best uh, that we don't. It gets us one step closer to accepting their weird uh, space measurements. I know, right? We can't be doing that. We can't do that. I mean, yeah. I secretly Where's Dr. already Nikki have. When we when we need her on this, by the way? Oh, Dr. no Nikki kidding. needs to tell us about the... Uh, the cannabis sheep. How can the sh- what? Do, okay, she'll she'll write in now or call in. Please Nikki. do. Yes. Oh yeah, call us and leave us a uh, leave us a voicemail. We love hearing sure. from her. So if you have any thoughts oh, on sheep high on on weed, we'd love to hear about it. Uh, this happened near a town in uh, Al Almiros in Malay. Uh, Almiros. Almiros in Magnesia. Sure. Yeah. They have milk there. Milk of. <laughs> yes. Uh, as the sheep in Greece develop. <laughs> sheep in Greece. I don't know why that's funny. The sheep in Greece developed strange behavior shortly after grazing. The shepherd realized that the sheep had eaten a large part of this cannabis crop. The owner of the greenhouse saw that his production had already been heavily damaged by Storm Daniel. Ah. Storm Daniel. Yeah, not 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 to to be be confused confused with Storm Daniels. Yeah, or Stormy Daniels. (laughs) Or Stormy Um, Daniels, that's right. I forget she had a Y in her name. She did. She sure did. Uh, had had now been consumed by the sheep and were struggling to find fresh grass due to floods. Uh, I don't know if it's for laughing or crying, he says. We had a heat wave and we lost a lot of production. We, uh, we had the floods. We lost almost everything and now this. The herd entered the greenhouse and ate what was left. 
I don't know what to say, honestly, says this Grecian man. <laughs> he's very sad. Aww. You can tell how sad he is. He's very sad. It is sad. You could hear it in the in his uh, in his quote. Yeah. Yeah, he's but, very, uh, very Greek. I'd like quote. Us, I'd like some I'd like a rack of lamb, please. <laughs> that sounds all right. Yeah. I would eat that. Smoked I'd like a smoked rack of lamb from this guy. He should have said, This is Sparta and kicked a sheep. Just booted a sheep. <laughs> this is madness. Yeah, this is madness. This is Sparta. Boom. I saw a great somebody, you know, that meme never got old. And I saw one where after he kicks the dude, it's all in yeah. slow motion. And that guy yeah. starts to fall. And it cuts back to Gerard Butler's face. Somebody edited in perfectly. And I mean photo perfect, video perfectly, added in him holding up a a, can, a, a, a cell phone, doing the peace sign and taking a selfie as he kicked <laughs> that man. Oh, my gosh. Do you see what happened just now? Look at this. Do you see this? Yeah. Do you see it what about it? on my screen? Oh no! It you don't looks see normal it. on Zoom. Okay, so only people, only people what, what? in here are seeing it. So the new gestures thing for Sonoma, yeah, uh, lets you put up thumbs down, up down, whatever. Right now, there's a rainstorm with the two thumbs down. If I do two thumbs up, I get like fireworks. I think. Yep, there it goes. Oh, that's cool. So there's a whole bunch of gesture recognition stuff in the new thing, and I thought I turned it all off, but I guess I haven't. So it's really cool. Every once no, in a while, I, do a thing. It's weird because on core they saw it in there, but maybe you have to tell it where to show it. Maybe I don't know. Interesting. No, Let's that's see. cool. I need to. I, I need to play around a little bit more with um, Sonoma. Pretty happy so far. Yeah, it's been good. Oh, here it is. Reactions. Okay, so Brian, you see this on Zoom? Hold on. There we go. You see? That? Oh, there we go. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. It's a thumb up. <laughs> so thumb up just gives you a thumb up. Oh, thumb down gives you... Balloon. Takes a little longer. Robot balloon. Like, two of them yeah. gives you the rainstorm. Oh, geez. Wow. Yeah, that's okay. sad news. And then if you do... see, what was... If I do... Does the double bird do anything? No, no I tried. First thing yeah. I tried. Now, circle... This doesn't do anything because it also means white supremacy now, right? <laughs> Does it really? Okay. I think so. Isn't there... There was another one. There's like eight of these, and I don't remember the other one. How did I just do the... Was it this? No, it's peace. Here we go. Yeah, oh. flip it around the other way. There you go. Yeah, so we get confetti. Oh, you get confetti. Yeah, but What's cool just... is it goes, like most of it goes behind you and then a little bit in front of you. Oh, balloons. One piece sign gives you balloons. Yeah, huh. that's pretty cool, right? That's really cool. Yeah, yeah, I like it. I'm impressed with it. Uh, it also really? has other cool stuff like uh, portrait mode. Oh, it's not doing it now. It is for you, but... Anyway, huh. uh, so the, there you go. We're going to take a break. When we come back from this break, uh, we're going to spend some time with everyone's favorite science pal, Bobby Frankenberger. All right? Cool. So prepare cool. your minds and your bodies for electron transfer coming up with Bobby <laughs> right soon. Before he will correct us on many of the things that we've said on today's show. He very well may. But in, uh, between now and then, let's play a song. What do you got? Yeah, uh, so rising singer-songwriter Addison Grace uh, has released his solo album, which is called Diving Lessons. Uh, big thanks to AWOL Records. Um, this uh, thing was co-produced and recorded by Cave Town's Robin Skinner in London. And uh, this is so good. Um, this is the first single from the album. It's called Pessimistic. Here is Addison Grace. I'm not trying to be pessimistic I just need a little help Reminding myself to eat sometimes I've been stuck in bed all day
Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. The fresh air that I'm breathing at present. <sighs> this is like a gamer's ride, dog. Hey, we're back. Who was that one more time? Please. Sure. That's Addison Grace, a brand new song called Pessimistic uh, from his new album, Diving Lessons, just came out and is uh, is is really, really good. That sounds great. Yeah. Uh, congratulations to him and them for By the way, success. when you when you uh, 
you know, when you listeners out there, you really like a song, um, you know, tweet it out and, and include, if you can find their social media stuff, include them in it. Let them know you heard them on TMS and uh, it helps us get more songs um, from that label, from that artist. Uh, and it yeah. uh, also just makes them feel good that new people have discovered their their stuff yeah so many of you write in and say oh i love this song go out there and blast it to them and let them know yeah put them on blast oh wait don't wait, do that don't do don't put them on blast don't put them on blast put that's them, a different thing yeah put them on this though science bob is hungry and the soup looks good well then he should eat it bobby welcome to the show welcome to uh bobby everyone this is bobby and he's welcoming himself here now hi bobby <laughs> How are you? I'm doing great. I don't know where, fantastic. know where I was going there. Uh, it's good to have you back. Uh, how's yeah. how's things in the science world and your world? Um, things are going great. I, by the way, I will now be answering to um, Captain Bobby. Mm. Mm. Yes, congratulations! Congratulations, <laughs> you, you got your thing. Is that really the title? Uh, you get if you can fly a plane, you got a license. You're a captain. Um, so I looked it up because I needed to know. Mm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, captain is not like one of these bestowed titles by virtue of like, you know how like, like a doctor or Esquire or something like that. And you don't have to like get some kind of a degree or honorific bestowed upon you. Um, a captain is just anyone who is, uh, who is in charge of some vessel. Mm. Right, like a an airplane or a boat. So you you can um, if you're driving, driving. Do you drive boats? If you're if you're, <laughs> I'm a boat driver. I'm a boat. Yeah. <laughs> if you're piloting a boat on a lake, if you're the one who's manipulating the controls, I guess yeah. you can call yourself a captain. So. You can call yourself whatever you want. Did you say yeah. to your to your dude that, that gave you your captainship and signed off? Did you say I'm the captain now? Or look at me. Uh, I wish I would have thought me. about that. Yeah. Mm, that's too Did bad. you say ahoy? Oh, no, that would be, that'd be boats. Darn it. Uh, what did he yeah. say? I said, look out below. Did he, did he say, did you say? Uh, if you uh, look out the right window, you'll find your diploma. Oh, I love right. it. I love right. it. Now that's how you have to talk because you are the captain. Yeah, that's true. From now on, that's, right. that's what we want. The, we want our, our science. Yeah. Yeah. And during my segment now, from now on, we uh, I'll, I'll be having the seatbelt lights turned on and <laughs> you'll have to, you'll need to. Put right. your tray tables in their Notice upright Bobby has position. turned off the seatbelt signs. You're now free to move about the podcast. <laughs> well, before we get to uh, congratulations, A, B, before mm-hmm. we get to, to some scientific talk, uh, you're clipping a little bit on the high end. Can you turn your volume? Am I? Okay, let me fix that. It's not. I, I probably bumped this up. That's the, probably a lot better. That is a lot better. It's a little, yeah. Is it still high? A little high, a little high. Still a little clippy, but uh, yeah. That's better. It's an easy slider. Oh, much better. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Much better. Put it there, and then we can we can turn your volume. Just here. Yeah. Here. Yeah. Oh, it's uh, it's one of those sliders, and I haven't saved the position of it yet in the settings. But um, and if I put if something knocks it over here, I was doing a. I had my daughter record something with me mm. the other day, and uh, and she. I think she probably just bumped into it and knocked it up. So what you do when you're a kid. It's your job. Yeah, you bump into stuff. Yeah, totally. I get that. Yes. Uh, well, great. By the way, quit saying sliders because I'm really hungry right I now. I know, right? Oh, it sounds great. <laughs> a slider, a good slider. Mm. Slider sounds so good. Some kind of happy hour thing where they're cheaper. Yeah. It's Shit. one of those words. It's one of those words. You know how there's just words that mean different things to different people mm-hmm. depending on what they do? Sliders. Sure. I never. I would never think of food. I only think of <laughs> We had a... <laughs> man, when I was a kid, like... 
talking 12, 13, 14, there was a place in Denver called Sliders and Nails because that that's the the slang term for burger and fries. Uh, I'm going to go get a slider and nails, man. Ooh, I love it. Love it. That's, sliders and nails. I would eat that, that now. forced. <laughs> it seems forced. <laughs> uh, like maybe. they're like like they're trying to make fetch a thing, basically, yeah, is what yeah. you're saying. Yeah. <laughs> I can see that. Uh well what's going on in the science world? I feel like my brain needs to be filled with something cool and learny. You well, know? well before we get to that, just real fast, um you say I always correct things that you guys do, but I do try to I'm not correcting anything, but I do listen and try to think, is there any any way I can uh use my my powers of research to help the live studio audience thing? Yeah, yeah. Um, it yep. was, as far as my 10 minutes of Googling could find, um, it was a, it was considered a badge of honor, so to speak. People were, shows were bragging about it. Because, oh, the, um, the live studio audience? Yeah, because in the 50s through the 70s, um, the, it became well known that shows used laugh tracks hmm. uh, so, and canned laughter. Um, so they wanted to brag that they were not using that. And uh, but apparently it was also like a, a bogus badge of honor because they would use a live studio audience and then when the laughter wasn't good enough they would go back and fill it up with oh really oh hilarious yeah. Yeah. wow well that became so. that definitely became the practice because that's all these shows did in the eighties and nineties is fill it in yeah exactly uh, yeah. augment yeah. their uh, actual or, laughter with or do it entirely like you know mash is a good example but you know things mm-hmm. like uh, the Jetsons and the Flintstones always cracked me up because. Not because they were funny, but because I'm like, why is there a laugh track in this cartoon? There's no, literally no audience for it. Like, <laughs> right? It's yeah. Who's watching Fred Flintstone right now? That's laughing that we're hearing. Yeah, it's yeah. such. They should crap. use AI now to generate realistic <laughs> laughter. They could do it. You know, they, they could. could do it. Yeah. Oh, we're giving yeah. them ideas. We shouldn't. That's fine. Whatever. What I I did come with this week was uh, something we you asked me to look up the last time I was on. Oh, what's that? Which was uh, about cell phones in your dreams. Do you remember? Oh yeah, because I I uh, the 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 claim was that nobody's ever you never see cell phones in your dreams, and I had thought long and hard about it, and I have never seen a cell phone, smartphone, any sort of portable communication device in my dream. Wow. Yeah. yeah so I, I promised of. I would I would look into it for at least thirty minutes and see if it, there was <laughs> there were any legs to the idea. And I did find some stuff. All so right. I thought we'd. Uh, oh, cool. Why Why don't we see cell phones in our dreams? Yeah. What's up? With, what's um, the deal with that, Bobby? What's, what's the deal with cell phones? <laughs> um, so the first of all, many people actually do see cell phones in their dreams. Um, there, there is this thing that exists called, uh, so lots of people do dream and sleep research, um, some of it bogus, some of it very serious. <laughs> um, but uh, but there's a database called the Sleep and Dream Database. Okay. And what it is, is it's a collection of people's uh, descriptions of their dreams that have been taken over many, many years, and they're categorized in different ways, and, and, and all this. It's a searchable database you can actually go through and look for different things like like mentions of of emo- different emotions or different colors or different pieces of technology or different events or something like that and see how many people have reported that were sampled and it's um the people that were sampled or something like like I think it's like 20 to 30,000 people in this the, currently in this sample but they're continuing to collect data and you can see how many people have mentioned these different things okay in their in their recounting of their dreams and if you look through this sleep and dream database, you actually find that about three 
0.55% of people, according to that database, do uh, do mention cell phones in their dreams. It's a very low percentage, though. Right? Um, it's well, it seems low, doesn't it? Yeah, like three point five five percent. So that's there, what's what's got the highest percentage, just for comparison. Oh, yeah. So that's there's Brian's always asking the important questions. He's got that that uh, that's his brain. analytical <laughs> mind, yeah, yeah. skeptical mind. Sure. Um, so it's actually more. So when you look at other types of technology, because yeah. you can have this database just list. Um, types like technology things, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, and if you look at other types of technology, then uh, then cell phones are actually the most oh, of all really? those different types of technology. Wow. So so, so there's oh. percentages like they're doing percentages even smaller than that of things like fax machines. And <laughs> love to, I'd love to meet the person that still dreams of fax machine. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, I'm dreaming. Got- I'm a huge fax. <laughs> They've got things like uh, like mentions of movies, videos, computers, radios, cameras, television, stuff like that, right? Okay. And uh, and cell phones are are highest up on that, um, three point five five percent. And um, and uh, the next highest one is movies at three point one eight percent. And then below that, one point two six percent is video. I'm not going to list all of them, I promise. Mm. Um, but uh, but that just gives you an idea of the low percentage of of things that are in technological in general that are mentioned but just just the the mention of things is not going to be that so it seems low but it's not that bad because just the mention of different things is is low remember that or not remember i guess i haven't told you the way that they um the way that these are categorized is people go in and write descriptions of their dreams that's it's a self-reported thing Mm -hmm. so it has to not just be that a cell phone existed in their dream but it has to be notable yeah. for them to want wow. to mention it, right? Okay. Right. So, so and you of, said it's the same group, right? That is do, like it's it's not like a a um, crowd share kind of report your dreams kind of thing. This is like a vetted group that that all yeah. There's it. a okay. there's a lot of different sources, uh, but they're they're pretty. It's not just like an open website that yeah. anybody goes in and just jots their dreams down. <laughs> like know? I prefer that actually, right? Because I feel like you would get so much garbage. Uh, like I dreamed of. <laughs> Marley yeah, Matlin it, the other day. Exactly. Yeah. In some ways, in it would be better, but um, but this is this database is used by a lot of different people for different reasons. Yeah. I guess. Um, so they want to be able to characterize it like like you can define the a, a data set, um, in different ways. Like uh, like some of the stuff is from the 2020 presidential election. They were they mm. were soliciting dreams for that, but they put them all together so you can search all of them, or you can like filter it down to specific surveys that were taken for specific reasons as well. Interesting. So the idea, so my big takeaway thus far is that technology itself is underrepresented in people's dreams or at least being a significant part of it. And if I think about my dreams in any meaningful way, it's very rarely stuff that's like grounded. It's always concepts or blown out visualizations that only that, that, that actually represent something else or, or strangeness or whatever. Right. So it's not like a dream is ever, you uh, you shouldn't say ever, but dreams are rarely ever going to be like, I dreamt of my toaster and how it perfectly makes toast. And the setting was at halfway and I pushed the toast. (laughs) You don't do that, that right. 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 Instead it's like my toaster had an eyeball on it and it called me Larry. (laughs) That's right. Exactly. Or, right. Or I was, 
toast and I was in a giant toaster kind yeah, of thing. Yeah. It's always that <laughs> yeah. kind of thing. So the toaster is actually kind of secondary or the cell phone or the whatever it is. Yeah. Yep. Um, so, that's and that's a good point because if you just look at broadly, just look at technology as, as a mention of technology. And so the way that they do that is they look through, they have all these words that are meant to, to mean technology, things like computers, CD, television, engine, um, mm-hmm. stuff like that, email. Uh, and they collect, if you, if you add up all the percentages of all those things, as they were mentioned, then it's about eight or 9% of all the total dreams that they have, um, in their database, they, they mention some kind of technology. Right. Know? Right. That's, so, so that's a good point. Like it's, it's not necessarily represented, but again, one thing we have to think about is that that means that doesn't necessarily mean that technology was absent from their dream, but that it was not noteworthy enough for them to mention it when they recorded their dream. That's the tricky thing about dream research and looking at what people dream about and why and everything it has to be noteworthy enough for people to jot it down or it has to be noteworthy enough for them to even remember it at all right so mm-hmm. that's that's one of the difficult things another difficult thing about dreams is are you actually one question people have is when you remember your dream are you actually remembering it or is it that has has the experience of the dream been made entirely during the moments you were waking up? Does oh, that make right. sense to yeah, you? Yeah, no, no, one hundred percent it does. Happens to me yeah, all the time. I've, times, I, exactly. I'll doze yeah. off for like a minute or a second, and mm-hmm. it feels like I've I've dreamt for like dreamt a story for ten minutes. One um, way to yeah. help this is you have somebody else around who can verify the time. So I had, I had one time where I woke up, was hanging out with Kim, talking, and for whatever reason, I fell asleep again. And when I fell asleep, I noticed that the clock said 7 a.m. Mm-hmm. When I woke up, that clock said 7.02, and Kim confirmed I was only out for two minutes. Hmm. Yeah, There's no way in any realistic terms that what happened in that dream could ever take place in just two minutes. It was right. like... You know, I'm playing cyberpunk right now, so it reminds me of this. But <laughs> when you take just like an entire experience and just plug it in and plop it in like a hard drive, unlike right. say a reel to reel or a tape where you have to kind of watch it to get to the end, this is like planted immediately. The whole experience, bam, you just have it. And time means nothing, even though it feels like time has passed. Like that to me is so wild. Mm-hmm. And there's going to come a day where, where mankind figures out a way to kind of harness that and we're going to do some weird shit with it. Right. Cause there could be, there are a couple of ways that you could think about how this experience happens. Right. It could be, it could be that, um, that you just have strange time dilation. Your experience of time is dilated, like contracted or expanded. Right. Um, during the dream and in a way that doesn't make sense. That's perfectly logical. But there's another thing that could be happening is that during REM sleep, you're not actually experiencing anything. There's a bunch of random firing. And then the moment you wake up in the middle of REM sleep, your brain is like suddenly aware of all these random firings and then says, well, what was that? And that has to make sense of it instantly mm-hmm. in, in the moment. Right, right. Right. So that could be happening too. There's, it's difficult to know how to tease that apart. Right. Right. Um, one, you know, some clever scientist could maybe come up with an experiment that would help us figure that out. But it's it's difficult to tease that apart. And that goes to I remember when we were talking about it two weeks ago. One of the things I thought of was was that this reminded me of how we 
it's a common thing that people say they can't uh, read writing yeah. in in their dreams. Oh yeah, right. Or word like their print or or seeing a sign or things like that. Yeah, either it's a jarbled mess or it's blurry or it's it's characters that make no sense. Sure. Um, something like that. And uh, and they scientists do think that they have a sense of why that might be because of brain scans of people while they're sleeping. It, the language centers in our brain, the Wernicke's and Broca's area of our brain that that sort of like process and interpret language, are f- way less active mm. during REM sleep. So the logical thing to think of for that is that oh well we then it's likely that we can't make any sense of words because that part of our brain is just kind of in sleep mode, right? Right. I guess literally, no pun intended. <laughs> but uh, but uh, it's just not, it's it's powered way down to, so it's not able to do that. Is it weird you know? that I can do that in real time? Like right now, if I look at, um, let's just say our notes, we have notes here. It says a little science with Bobby, right? In our, yeah. in our yeah. spreadsheet. Yeah. I can stare at that and will myself to make that look like Klingon or something like total oh, really? nonsense. Wow. Yeah. But I have to, you know, I have to kind of focus on it, but I can do it in like, yeah, like right now I have jumbled that up to a yeah. giant mess and it looks like nothing. <laughs> and then if I kind of blink out of it, I'm like, oh, okay, a little science with Bobby again. I think there's something to like being able to, well, certainly your dreams put that stuff to sleep, but I think you can, you can kind of fiddle with that. It's also true with hearing. You'll hear, I can do this sometimes. If someone's talking in just English, right? Normal everyday, I understand English. If I concentrate for a second, I can make it sound like nonsense and I don't understand it. Like I'm almost like I don't know English yeah. and, and I can turn that on and off sometimes, which is a little bit. I think weird. that lends like, like there's probably something to that. And, and the, the, your, the artistic creativity that you have, you know, you, a lot of your art is, um, taking, uh, common everyday objects and turning them into something weird, right? Sure, that's true. <laughs> um, yeah. Or or turning something familiar into something uh, something different or odd, right? Yeah, stylization it really is abstraction. You're taking yeah realistic things and going as abstract as you can with it, and that's probably what that is. But I think that's what yeah. the thing about dream states is that some of that stuff, regardless of your normal conscious proclivities, while you're experiencing mm-hmm. that, some of that just comes out for people. Right. Right. That they wouldn't normally be able to tap into. That's why some of my. Right. Or, or sometimes it's, it's the opposite where you think what you just thought of in the, in the, in a delirium of half sleep is amazing. And so you write it down and then you <laughs> right. check it out in the morning and you go, what kind of horse shit is this? It's terrible. I'm not going to write that. I'm right. not going to draw that, whatever that happens too. So yeah, man, dream states. And there's How a couple they of things that are going on <laughs> in your sleeping brain that are that you want to kind of think about when you're thinking about what does this have any meaning or is there a reason behind it stuff like that. First of all, your senses, your brain is operating completely differently when you're dreaming than it is when you're awake. Mm-hmm. Um, so much so they have like a, a, a it's like semi-conscious and they have it like called, it's like a sleeping consciousness. I think is what some people call it because sure. um, it's it's different. First of all, your senses aren't actually really engaged very well, if at all. Um, so, so when you're awake, the way your brain constructs your reality is it takes all the things that your senses are sending to it, 
and then it filters it through all these things like memory and all these other things in your brain, and then it constructs your experience of reality, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, your brain is also constructing something in, in the moments of your dream, but it's not coming from exactly from your senses. First of all, your eyes are closed. Uh, you know, and, and there's a lot of all those senses that you're experiencing maybe while you're dreaming, they're not the actual. So the, that sensory quote unquote information is coming from somewhere else and being constructed into some form of some kind of reality that your brain is interpreting. Mm, right. Mm. Um, yeah. so it's not the same pathways that your brain is using. Um, and your brain is just, like I said, interpreting is a really, I think, good word to think of when you're thinking about your experience of reality. Your brain is always interpreting everything anyway. Sure. Right. Um, whether or not you're conscious being able Whether to... you're awake or asleep, yeah. right? Right. Mm -hmm. And there are um, people who have like, you know, I know someone who sees, thinks they see dead people, like sees ghosts at night. People that walk into their room. <laughs> we all know that person. It's uh, <laughs> Taylor Gillespie. <laughs> that movie. Yeah. Uh, no, it's like they. He he's sure he's seen these these physical uh, beings in his room before yeah. many times, and it's just sure that he's seeing the spirits of dead people, and um. And, and that it could, there's no way it could possibly be just sort of an enhanced version of what we're talking about or a sort of an extreme version of, of, you know, chemical and synapse happening where he's, he thinks he's seeing it. And, um, there's really no convincing him I've tried, but that's what this is. This is part of that. And I've had dreams where I was yeah. sure when I woke up, a certain thing was going on. I was sure of it. And then you're like there for yeah. a minute going, yeah. well, that doesn't make sense because, why was Walter Matthau here or whatever, you know? <laughs> whatever the thing is. Um, yeah. Yeah. Your Brian, brain does weird. Why, why did Brian pull make... Marley Matlin out of the sky? Why did I pull freaking, why are these names happening? I actually did. I actually did have uh, Marley Matlin was in a dream a couple days ago. And I think it was because I drove those <laughs> deaf kids around in my lift. <laughs> wow. I love that. Oh yeah. And that actually reminds me five seconds here. Big thanks to uh, Jim Pacholik who, uh, sent me the, uh, sign language for dummies book. It's oh. hilarious. I just opened up a package and there's sign language for dummies. This is so, what Jim uh, Pacholik does. He sends things that are, he, he sends needful things. I'm afraid he's the needful things guy at the store. He's book. the needful things guy. Yeah. So yeah. I'm absolutely going to, uh, to use that. All right. So I'm sorry. Back to our, back to our program. Back to hey, Bob. Your, your brain, your brain is completely different when you're sleeping if like yeah. the prefrontal logical part of your brain the prefrontal cortex is very much less active during sleep which is why every, nothing makes sense when you're dreaming yeah. um and the the primitive parts of your brain like the hippocampus and the amygdala they're much more active while you're sleeping um so and those are the parts that are like like responsible for things like reactions to stimulus like disgust reactions or me memory consolidation is really important in the in the hippocampus mm -hmm. so that's why a lot, a lot of people think that that's one of the prim oh. primary uh functions of sleep and so you were mentioning people that experience something when they're asleep or waking up like in that that between sleep and wakefulness moment have you, either of you ever had sleep paralysis before uh no but i no, I mean, some, everybody has that's sleep where paralysis. You're, where but, you're partially awake and you just can't move kind of thing, but you're also dreaming. Yeah, it's it's like a... So sleep paralysis is just what everyone experiences. Your body is paralyzed when you sleep. It's just... Unless you have some kind of a disorder that that makes it so that you're not. Um, but your body just paralyzes you while you sleep, so you don't, you know, 
die from doing things <laughs> that were in your dreams. <laughs> yeah. You don't want right. to die um, from doing things. I agree. It's yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, th- what you're talking about, Brian, which is what I was referring to is hypno- hypnagogic or hypnagogic hallucinations. Oh, right. Yes. Okay. Where you, you're starting to come awake, but your, your body is, has, is still, you're still paralyzed from sleep paralysis. Yeah. And, and you're, you're sort of like halfway booting up. Your brain is rebooting halfway. (laughs) So, yeah. yeah, So you're experiencing like some of these dream sensations. A lot of people have, there's a lot of, um, old myths and legends and everything of, of, uh, like, like succubi and, and devils coming in and and sitting on your chest and stuff like that. Yeah, and that people, or or more, that was what it was in ancient times. Um, but uh, but more recently, people experience the uh, or describe alien abductions. Um, a lot of people think that this is a hypnagogic <laughs> hallucination. That they're again. just coming out, uh, coming back from getting anally probed, and this is uh, this yeah, is how and they, they know. can't yeah. move, right? Yeah, um, and yeah. it's from people who experience that and and even know what it is. They say that it, a it's very terrifying. Sure, because um, imagine you can't move. <laughs> Even yeah, Amy Amy Robinson in our chat room is saying that same thing. She experienced it and it's terrifying. It sounds yeah, awful. It's it's very terrifying. And a lot of people who who know better um still say that in the moment it's nearly impossible to convince themselves that something that that's what's happening. Like it's nearly impossible to convince themselves that there's there's not some force that's in in you know imposing itself on them. Hmm. Um and so uh it's just a weird thing i think if you care what i think um because nobody really well, knows I but do. i think yeah. uh <laughs> that that really that that our brains are in a different mode while we're sleeping and and that that parts of our brains are just that that are more involved in experiencing cell phones you know like maybe the frontal cortex and and the those language parts of your brain because you're always reading and typing things on your phone they're just not as active or engaged when you're asleep so you probably you know it's it's not the, the pathways that are constantly being used while you're using your phones are probably not being used during dreaming as often. So people don't experience them as much. And, um, yeah, yeah. there's this, there's also this, I think kind of silly idea that it's, if you look into it, that people think, well, technology, the technology hasn't been around long enough for it to enter into our sort of anthropological subconscious. I think that's a bunch of hokum mumbo jumbo. Mm. Mm. <laughs> Yeah, um, that doesn't sound doesn't, right to, to yeah. me. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, no offense. Anyway. It sounds cool. All right, Get, make your movie about it, but I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your TV show, Rainbow Bright, reminds me that uh, that was also in the TV show Evil. Really mm-hmm. good show, by the way. Um, the main character would experience that whenever the shiny black demon. That was a really freaky demon to find on terrestrial TV. TV. I'm just gonna say it right now. Yeah. Um, this demon that would show up. Uh, crawling over her bed to talk to her and she would be in that that kind of frozen yeah paralyzed evil was cool but once again it's a series that was too good for network and they canceled it yeah yeah dirty dirty bastards yep um well there you go bobby fantastic stuff about the human brain and sleeping and phones and all that stuff (laughs) it's what we were hoping for and a live studio audience (laughs) and a live studio audience this is true we are recording this before a live studio audience that laughs at nothing audibly and that's okay right yes we'll put that in post uh bobby please tell people where your show is and what you guys are talking about this week 
Well, my show is a show about science and science news and just all things science. I do it with my co-host, Mora, and it's called All Around Science. I say it slowly because people want to call it other things, but it's All Around Science. <laughs> um, so look that up. Uh, I'm excited to do this um, these next couple of episodes. I'm getting to meet my co-host in person for the second time ever. Oh, that's um, awesome. Uh, this upcoming, I think, next week. Um, I think she's staying at my house, so I, I better get that right. Yeah, I get that. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's great, though. But, what, uh, what, that's a cool opportunity to finally, you know. Yeah, the first time I met her was before we even did the podcast. Like in person, I've done plenty of things with her online, but sure. Um, she lives in Canada, so. Oh, there's your problem. Um, yeah. It's, we don't really let many Canadians into <laughs> no. the so. No, we're beefing up the wall up there, someone told me. Yeah. Some, I don't know who it was. <laughs> I had to grab this. It's the all-around science uh, challenge coin holder. Right oh, there. look at show that! Off the, uh, show off the logo. Love Not it. The logo, but that's great. I love it. Uh, yeah. Bobby, yeah. enjoy uh, that, and we make sure we all tune in. Okay, listen to that show. Sub to it. It's yeah. not hard. All right. So go get it wherever you get your podcast. Bobby, have a great week. We'll see you next time. Ca- sorry, Captain Frankenberger. Captain Bobby. Captain Frankenberger. I'm your Captain uh, Frankenberger. Captain Franks. Captain, Fra- hey, Captain Cap- Franks. Captain I like Franks. that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, new day, everybody. Get used to it. <laughs> All right. We uh, got a couple things to uh, take us out of here. Uh, for yeah. example, uh, if you haven't joined us on Patreon, per- perfect time to do it. Second day of the month, which means you get the whole month of October going. And that's exciting. Chances are this month's art will be uh, Halloween related anyway, because I'm going to be drawing that every day. So watch for that, uh, and also go check it out. That's at patreon.com slash TMS. Find all the uh, cool reasons to sign up there and become a part of our larger family. Uh, Everything else you can find at frogpants.com slash TMS, including a link to request songs for the end of the show, which right now we will demonstrate in real time. Brian, take it away. Yes, this is how this works. You will hear this song if you're a podcast subscriber, that is. Uh, And you'll be able to uh, uh, look at quicktms.li to see uh, how that is and and all that stuff. Mm. Uh, Anyway, uh, Ryan, a.k.a. uh, Ryotemi, wrote in and said, Sire and Begetter. Today is the 30th anniversary of my father's death from a drug overdose. I was a freshman in high school and lived across the country from him. It was a difficult day to say the least. Could you find a cover of the iconic song about the things we learned from our fathers? Let's uh, let's get Scott crying with uh, Cats in the Cradle. And let's oh, all yeah. reflect on the good things that they taught us. That one gets me every time. Oh, for sure. We were talking about that this weekend or last yeah. week. Facebook, or I think. Or Facebook. <laughs> film sack. Uh, <laughs> film sack or maybe couch party. I can't remember when it maybe. was. Talking, but maybe. Yeah. Anyway, Cats in the Cradle. Um, this is uh, the Harry Chapin song. And this is a very special version of it because it's actually being covered by his daughter, Jen. So kind of like the... The, kind of like the real story of the song. It's being sung by uh, his his actual child. Uh, from the album, a song for my father, which found a lot of musicians doing covers of songs that their, their father had performed, released back in 2007. Here's Jen Chapin covering Harry Chapin's Cats in the Cradle. My child arrived just the other day He came to the world in the usual way But there were planes to catch, bills to pay He learned to walk while I was away And he was talking for I knew it And as he grew he said I'm gonna be like you You know I'm gonna be like you 
a silver spoon Little boy blue and the man in the moon When you're coming home I don't know when But we'll get together then We're gonna have a good time then My son turned ten just the other day He said thanks for the ball dad Come on let's play Can you teach me to throw? I said not today I've got a lot to do He said Okay, but he walked away and his smile never dimmed. He said, I'm gonna be like him. Yeah, you know I'm gonna be like him. And the cats in the cradle and the silver spoon. Little boy blue and the man in the moon. When you're coming home, I don't know when. But we'll get together then. We're gonna have a good time then. Just the other day So much like a man I just had to say Son, I'm proud of you Can you sit for a while? He shook his head and he said with a smile What I'd really like, Dad, is to borrow the car keys See you later, can I have them, please? And the cats in the cradle and the silver spoon Little boy blue and the man in the moon Coming home, I don't know when, but we'll get together then. We're gonna have a good time then. Jobs a hassle and the kids have the flu But it's sure nice talking to you, Dad It's been sure nice talking to you And as I hung up the phone It occurred to me He'd grown up just like me My boy was just like me And the cats in the cradle and the silver spoon Little boy blue and the man in the moon When you're coming home I don't know when But we'll get together then We're gonna have a good time then Get more at frogpants.com The blood of Uranus can never be destroyed I've heard Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. 
Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.